podcast, Johnson. It's every other Monday's main event. Ho, 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 ho. It's uh, every other Monday's main event. The uh, last one before uh, the big holiday. We can't say the word. People don't like that these days. That's right. Uh, It's because Joe Biden won the election. They're taking away Christmas. It's the war on Christmas. First it was the guns. Now it's the word Christ. But uh, so we're not. Our theme is we gave each other. Uh, matches to watch this time as Christmas gifts. That's right. So, um, so you, how do you want to do this? We didn't decide the order. Not that it matters, but how about we do? Uh, we'll do the ones I gave you first, since those are uh, short, know, sweet. Lesser. Sure, they're short and sweet. Everything's everything about this episode is gonna be short and sweet in in some way or another. Um, right. So, if you've listened to the show before, you know Mike has a bit of a an affinity for uh, the man with three H's for a name. That's right, the um, name. Yes, so I uh, found it actually wasn't on the, at least not yet, on the WWE Network, which I'm kind of surprised about, was his first match in WCW. Unless yeah. it was someplace I wasn't looking. I couldn't find it. No, they have they have like 92 and 93 for WCW Saturday Night. They haven't finished uh, putting them up. Yes, so... Um, Slow rollout. What was the year? Do I have them? This is 1994. Okay, I didn't take notes on this neither because it was so quick. But what I do know... So it's yes, he's, he goes by Terra Ryzen. That's match. right. And so a couple of things here. First off, his uh, he had like flare hair. He did. Definitely had Ric Flair hair. Thick, flowing mane. Bleach, bleach blonde, much lighter than um, and he also, what what was he wearing when he came out? I I think of it like he went to some like medieval dinner theater. And tore down one of the little like ball decor things and threw it over his head. I think that's accurate. Because what else would you call that? It, it it wasn't like a vest. It wasn't a shirt. It didn't make sense. Yeah, I didn't understand it. it the name that he's going with terrorizing too. You you'd think ooh dark brooding evil maybe, but he comes out with that. He's a bleach hair. He has the purple thing and he has like blue shorts and white boots. Like he's not far off from like how he was as the blue blood in WWF. Like it's still just like this kind of weird, kind of like mildly royal look to it. Yeah, it was. It was. It was had the the royal purple. I didn't yeah. get it. And he Very he strange. didn't have like he didn't seem to really have. He was like kind of generic bad guy. Like I don't know the people like how they know to boo him. It was a debut match. Right. He didn't do anything overtly like heelish either. Didn't she? That's because they liked Keith Cole. Everyone was a big Cole head. I guess so. You know, one half of the Cole twins. Sweet that fucking uh, his, mullet. His hair. That was something. Yeah. That's goddamn. That, what a, what that's a do. The flat top with the rat tail. And that's like the longest rat tail I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. That is a combination. That is like Florida 1994 if it was hair, I'd say. Yeah. Think also Florida there. today because Florida doesn't fucking. It doesn't evolve. age. Yeah. yeah, but I was actually surprised this wasn't really a one-sided match. Really, I mean, no, I did. I didn't expect uh, terrorizing to win. Oh, you thought he's gonna lose? 
Yeah, I thought this was gonna. I thought it was a you know just. I thought it was gonna be some kind of pathetic little debut. They just wanted to make Keith Cole, uh, you know, maybe fucking uh, Kenny Cole or whatever the other fucking Cole was. Maybe he was uh, sick that week. They're like, let's just give you something to do. All right, I, took I don't know other, what happened. I took it the other way just because they talked about how oh, this is his debut and look at this good looking man and whenever they were talking about Tony Schiavone and uh, Bobby Heenan, but no, I I, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I guess so. Um, like his, his offense wasn't spectacular when he was. No, it was like arm drags or hip tosses. Yeah, parts. this was very much a uh, wrestling school one on one match. Uh, just well, safe and to the point. Well, there was that one uh, spitting thing into the backbreaker, which looked good. Yeah. That was nice. Well, it showed yep. signs of a future was... legend. But did did he ever do that move later on, though? No. Triple H? No. Yeah. It's been, it seemed even more strange. Yeah, yeah. now he bulked up and uh, you know he, he stuck strictly to uh, power moves later on. Yeah, I guess the, the bulk slowed him down, you think? That's right. Those big arms. Those pecs. Yeah. He did a weird, awkward little scream in the match, too, which made me uncomfortable. Uh, at what point? I don't remember. Was it audible? Yeah, it was. He was trying to hype up the crowd. So it was, one of those, it was just like, a, ah! Oh, I have to go back. I don't recall that. Yeah, but I'm going to go back and look at it. Um, tried his best. Yeah. I mean, again, he... he didn't seem to really sustain offense or at the start. He kind of did, but then it was yeah. kind of like kind of back and forth ish. It was pretty even, yeah. but then um, what happened? Uh, Keith Cole, he made a mistake. He was running in the corner that cost him. That's it. Uh, and then, and uh, Tara caught him in the Indian death lock. Yeah. That also, is, it's so weird to see him doing something other than the pedigree. Yeah. He, uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen him win by submission. He should he should come back? He should do like a comeback uh, tour and do that persona and all the moves. I'm ready for it. Anytime, any excuse to see my hero. He grew his hair out and dyed it blonde again. Yeah. Even he even goes into his his attic in the trunk and dusts off the old purple thing, puts it on. <laughs> but yeah. So, what do you think of this in relation to what you know of him? When you I, you, you know, know what I th- I think it was uh it was a it was very much a debut match. I, all I was saying is you know he's he's not doing anything mind blowing, and a lot of people don't blow minds on their debuts. A lot of people they just come in, they do the basics, and uh, you know, and they go home. And I think this is a way to just get uh, get Mister Rising on television and take on uh you know a tag team legend and Keith Cole. It was uh, no, it was it was it was a perfectly standard debut. It's exactly how you know so many of his contemporaries debuted, and uh, you know it's just nice to see him with that nice uh, head of hair. It was the head of hair. Oh, he, oh, I wanted to look up real quick the Cole twins. Oh, there's no picture of him. It was Kent. Kent Cole. Kent. Kent is a man. Yes. Oh, they were NWA Wildside Tag Team Champions twice. Oh, good for them. In mid two thousand, so they were still uh, kicking it when Triple H was world champion at the peak of the McMahon Helmsley regime. I wonder if they still to this day have the same hairstyle. I hope so. Let's see, they haven't they haven't wrestled since two thousand and one. Oh really? Doesn't mean they can't have the hair though. No, doesn't mean that at all. They're beautiful. All right, but, so that was uh, the first of two quote unquote gifts for you. That's right. So the other one, I you know, I I found what I. Well, what I believe was uh, the Undertaker's first match ever, not as the Undertaker, right. 
Uh, back in 1987, he went on under the mask as Texas Red. It's going Texas against Red. Going against Bruiser Brody, who I think he might have been slightly bigger than, maybe. Yeah, now Bruiser Brody was a big man, but uh, you know, the the Taker, he's he's six foot uh, ten. Interesting that you can see much in the match. He was being managed by Percy Pringle, who later became right. Paul Bearer. A blonde Percy Pringle. Oh yeah, he was. I think he was naturally blonde. That's weird to see. You never saw. I, I, you never saw like even when he was Paul Bearer, he would just turn to the camera and flash his pubes, his blonde pubes, at the. Well, camera. yeah, but that's pubes. That's not head that's, hair. It's, well, yeah, I'm saying that that's what the natural hair color is. He could have dyed the pubes. He could have. But you, you never, you never also saw he would uh, show a T-shirt under his button-up shirt that says "Never dyed my pubes." Oh shit! See, I never that's, noticed that. Oh yeah, all the time he's doing that. He actually would, he would often slip it in too in early promos before Undertaker talked. Wow! Can you actually can you that... do a, can you can you can you do Paul Bearer saying "Never dyed my pubes"? <laughs> I never dyed my pubes. Thank you. <laughs> That's gonna be if I ever like, advertise for the show anywhere else. That's gonna be the soundbite that I use. Rest in peace, <laughs> Percy. Yes. Anyways, though, uh, again, this was this was definitely a, a squash match. Oh, for sure. I don't think he gets any offense. I think he, like he pushes him into the corner at the start, and that's about it. Yep. If I did not know that this was uh, the man we would one day know as the Undertaker, never would have thought it was him. Because a, yeah. you can't see his face. No tattoos. Like it, it's yeah. just like. Total, uh, you know, generic wrestler. Yeah, he was, and uh, even the way like, he falls over, I think he like gets hit. But at one point, he like falls up like like slow cartoon style backwards onto his back. Yeah. Well, so it was so weird. Is like the you know like with Triple H for his debut, it's you know he it, it, like we just said it wasn't this mind blowing performance, but it was like all right, here's a guy that knows the fundamentals. Whereas with this, it was just like okay, here's a guy they found off the streets getting his ass kicked to you know give Bruiser Brody a payday. Yes. And what that was kind of funny in this match, a couple things was, uh, well, first off, they spill outside the ring, and it's fine to use a chair. No, no disqualification for using a chair. Just, for the I back. just don't think any. I just don't think anyone cared. Well, then I know that fitted with Bruce Brody's style, <laughs> but I maybe they. Well, I forget the what the promotion was, but maybe it didn't matter down there. But then you had that very old ref. Is he sporting you the red shirt with the bow tie, or is it just a oh red yeah shirt? Whatever it was, it was nice. Nice change. Looking sharp. He had a very soft three count. That's right. Delicate. He had one, two, three. There you go. The arthritis. Didn't want you to got up, it, buddy. Didn't want to upset the arthritis. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there wasn't much to it, so. But it, I think it was just interesting to see, like, literally where he started. Like, that was yeah. Just, no, it was fascinating. After the match, too, I think he did one more cartoonish. So he got up and like fell back over again. Yeah, he was, yeah, that was nice. What, what I did like was, uh, you know, this is a short match, but uh, Bruiser Brody gets him tied in the ropes, his arms tied in the ropes, and just yeah. beats him in the face twice. Hey, you know what? You gotta nice. do what you got to do. Good stuff. Yeah. Hey, and, and I'm still, I still have the uh, the Cold Twins page up in Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And not surprisingly, they were both six foot two, and they were both 262 pounds. Wow. That is some coordination. How about that? There you go. Good for the twins. So those were your uh, fantastic. I give you two because they were so. I couldn't just pick one of those two great matches for you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> this will be a merry Christmas. I will have sweet, sweet dreams of a Keith Cole mullet. No better gift will you get this holiday season. 
Yes, I will fall into my bed tonight, though not unlike Texas Red at the end of that match. (laughs) No, you could probably, your hair is long enough, you could probably pull off the Keith Coley diet bleach blonde to get the flat top. Good idea. Just get a straightening iron with the the rat tail going. I'm in. Do it up. Next time, I want to see it. Get those orange pants. I got you. I got you covered. What, What gift did you give to me? William, I gave you a match, because I know if there's one thing my friend Bill likes, it's a little person. So I decided to give you a lot of little people in the legendary Wii LC match from Extreme Rules 2014 pre-show, not even the actual show, uh, that pit El Torito against Hornswoggle. It's a Wii LC match. It's essentially a TLC match, but with short people. That's why they called it Wii LC. That's what we call a fun with words. Smaller versions of everything. Yes, they now, had a mini commentary team. Well, this, this is the thing you told me, like that you uh, you thought that there would be a mini a referee, and then mm-hmm. like I, I'm like, oh, awesome! But I didn't expect the ring announcer and the commentary team to also be small. So yeah, was, I forgot all about that. I was very excited when it I was when I almost overwhelming. So the, <laughs> the ring announcer, he butchers the names, I think. I don't think he. Uh, oh, yeah. The commentary team, too, were just totally fucking around. And it's, it's probably why they put it on the pre-show was because they were just like, these are amateurs coming in. Uh, these are the only small people we could find to fill the, these roles. Let's, uh, you know, we'll let them loose, but we're not going to. Yeah, only know, ones we could. Only ones that fell into our traps in the woods that we could catch in the yeah, enchanted pretty forest. Much. Pretty much. <laughs> the, uh, the commentary team comprised of micro Cole, uh, Jerry, the King smaller. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was J we L. Oh, puns. Yeah. And they had their own tiny little announce table. They had their tiny, uh, ring announcer announcing everyone. Uh, and El Torito showed up accompanied by Los Matadores. And uh, Hornswoggle showed up with his friends, the three-man band. Yeah, what was their deal? Bill, let me tell you something. One of them is the current WWE champion. One of them is a former WWE champion. And uh, one of them is a multi-time tag team champion who was in the WWE for over 10 years uh, until he was let go earlier in the year. Oh, so these were three essentially uh, joke wrestlers who, for the record, are beloved, uh, particularly Heath Slater, who uh, who we did lose this year to uh, the, the, the coronavirus. He was uh, oh. let go, not, not killed. Oh, OK, OK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's alive and well. He's very healthy. He's wrestling for impact. Um, but uh, yeah, Jinder Mahal, he's a former WWE champion. And uh, Drew McIntyre, as of this recording, um, is the current WWE champion. Uh, two-time WWE champion, won it from uh, uh, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania earlier in the year, and won it from Randy Orton this past Monday. Did I ever tell you that I, I thought an interesting gimmick for Brock Lesnar would be this made him Brockley Lesnar? Did I bring that up before? No, but I've also thought of that, and um, I think it would be excellent. It's like uh, green bodysuit, green afro wig. Yeah. I think Brock Lesnar... What if it's just naked and he just painted his body green and he was otherwise naked? I think that would be uh, uh, that'd be a lot of uh, young people's sexual awakening. And he would angrily shout about eating healthy. Yep. All right. Even though uh, that man only eats live cows, but you know. Let's uh, let's write him a letter. 
All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll, That's the only I'll, way to get in touch with them. I'll so. give you. I'll give you credit. You can just put your name on. I'll leave mine off. You can have all the Thank credit. Thank you so much. Yeah. For I'll give him my shows, home address. Shows up at your house. Yeah. To, uh, to him and it, him and Bill Goldberg. Oh yeah, because you want to fight them both. <laughs> that's, that's, new, that's, that's the newest thing I've heard is that you want to yeah, want to fight them both at the same time. That's right. So that's the quickest way to death. <laughs> but anyways, yes, uh, this even had uh, miniature furniture. Yep. Everything was tiny. I love. Well, I loved it because there there was a great bit where Hornswoggle goes under the ring and he gets a tiny ladder. And he's like, oh, I can't do it. So he gets just a slightly less tiny one. <laughs> like, yeah. it wasn't even a full-size ladder. He just got one that had, like, two extra rungs on it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there, there was a lot of this. Just, it was a total comedy match. You know, he failed a suicide dive. Uh, El Torito got a regular chair, and he didn't like it, so he got a tiny one instead. It was more his size. Mm-hmm. He did that uh, ridiculous Bronco Buster. Oh, yeah. He's actually, he seemed quite athletic. Yeah, no, he, uh, to my knowledge, I don't know for a fact, but I believe he, uh, in Mexico, was like a legit uh, wrestler. Um, and, then he, and then he came here and did his bullshit match. Yeah, pretty much. That's why he, he, he wasn't around for long. Oh, I'm sure he is uh, set for life with his WWE run. Yeah. Um, and Horn, I mean, yeah, because Hornswoggle, I mean, he's he's obviously, you know, he's obviously a trained wrestler, too, but he was very much brought in. I mean, he he had been in the company for eight years at that time by then um he uh there was he was vince mcmahon's illegitimate son at one point he uh he was a leprechaun for a while uh he was revealed as the anonymous raw general manager at one point there was a, a lot of stuff happened with hornswoggle and it was uh the, kind of the reason why i hold this match so near and dear to my heart is because as much as you know they treat little people as a joke and and all that it was cool that they finally gave him this opportunity to have a relatively high profile match with another little person where they could actually like, you know, he could, he could fight someone on his level. And I mean, this people still talk about this match. It was just, uh, you know, such a ridiculous premise and just so much goofy fun. And, you know, the, the matadors and the three MB all got to get their licks and get involved. There's just everybody helping everybody look silly and weird. Even the little announcer table gets ruined during the match too. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think one of the uh, the mini commentators says there should have been a mini Spanish announce table, which was funny. Oh, <laughs> not the one good line. That's right. But yes, yeah, it was. I know it was just mindless stuff. But it, it, everyone does everyone go through some type of furniture in this match? Every last one of them. Yeah, there's multiple stacks of tables that guys get put through ladders and all of that nonsense. And it was just uh, and the crowd just a lot of fun. Yeah, everyone lost their shit. And it's, again, that's what I find so funny is that this, you know, is this goofy match, and you know, two people involved went on to become WWE champion, and you know, uh, all you know, and all three of the three MB had a great career, and even the the Matadors had a pretty, you know, I think they were tag team champions here and there. It was uh, it was just a nice way to kind of highlight all these guys that were at the bottom of the card and and let them just really go, and they they proved themselves. They're uh, those Matador fellas. Their trunks looked very similar to uh, the end of Tito Santana's career in the WWF because they made him. Oh, is that, that true? It, I don't know if it's the exact same, but you know, Tito Santana was just Tito Santana for a while, but then they just turned him into a Matador because I guess he's Spanish or Latin. That's yeah. That's Vince McMahon. If you look mildly not white, guess what? You have a new gimmick. I guess so, yeah. Although I know for a long time, I think he, I, I'm not joking, like on his trunks, 
you know, like some wrestlers back, especially the 80s and 90s, had something on their trunks of some sort. I'm pretty sure he had a sombrero on his, and then I'm not making that up. Yeah, that's but I don't know. What, if, I'm uh, sure if that was his choice or not, but but as a reminder, yeah. Vince McMahon made a Samoan man be Japanese because he looked more Japanese. So this is how Vince treats people that aren't white. Oh, well, this he made him world champion in the process. That's true. Yeah. Oh, Vincent. Well, I guess now that's it then, right? Well, yeah, I mean, no, it's it's really, it's, you know, it's just, it was just good, silly fun and uh, little people doing little things and, uh, you know, El Torito uh, ended up winning the match and it was, uh, it was a great victory. Now, did he ever wrestle besides that or was like, is like, that is one real uh, actual match? That was his real actual match, basically. He, um, he was essentially, you know, the, the mascot for the Matadors. Um, yeah, so he goes by the name Mascarita Dorada. Uh, he is a Mexican wrestler. He's he's wrestled in AAA, which is you know the promotion down in Mexico. That is WWE of Mexico. Um, you know he's he's held titles. He's still wrestling uh, on the independent circuit. Uh, born in 1982, so he's uh, yeah. you know he's he's been doing it for a while. He's still a relatively young man. Yeah. Well, so good for go. El Torito. Good for Hornswoggle. Yeah. Good for us, for so many little people being especially, <laughs> especially good for us, Bill. I hope that fulfilled all your Christmas wishes. Oh, and then some. Actually, it did because there was more little people than uh, advertised. So that's right. Actually, it it most certainly did. Um, but yeah, there it is, and as, as promised, it's a, uh, a short episode. No pun intended. Uh, I think we should end this episode with audio of me drowning you in eggnog. How's that sound? More than fair. Yeah, like all. Mm-hmm. I'll pull you up at the last second so you can catch your breath, thinking that yeah. you're gonna uh, stick it back in again. Yeah, we actually just—I've uh, never had eggnog before, and uh, in our Amazon Fresh order tonight, we uh, got a batch because my wife was uh, deeply offended that I'd never tried it before. So I'll be—I'll uh, be trying some eggnog soon. Was it? Was it Hood? Uh, I didn't catch the brand. <sighs> I, I like Hood Golden Eggnog personally. I'll take a look. I'll let you know. Please do. You, uh, do you? actually go food shopping in stores or do you just do it all amazon fresh baby amazon fresh and instacart i have not been in a grocery store since uh march oh all right that's what's one of the few places i, I still go no. don't worry Time though people everyone's dumb and yeah, plenty are dumb but that's just how it is. Oh, we're making it depressing by talking about that shit. <laughs> Hope you don't all uh, lose too many family members to the pandemic for Christmas. Yeah, I mean, I guess this is when this comes out. It's going to be before Christmas, so it'll be like, you know, after people stupidly got together selfishly for Thanksgiving. and Yeah, all the Thanksgiving these... assholes will be dead, and now you're going to be rounding up people to die from Christmas. super spreaders. Yeah. So what you're saying, Mike, is you're coming over to my house for Christmas. Absolutely. We're going to face-to-face spoon in my bed. That's correct. Breathe in my mouth. That's right. I'll sneeze. It's going to feel good. All right, then. That is it. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. Or whatever Merry holiday. Merry Christmas, you Vince McMahon. Do you think Vince McMahon is going to get visited by the three ghosts? Um, If he did, he'd probably turn it into some kind of weird match where he wins. Or he gets I think it would just table. be all by like dead, dead wrestlers that he wronged. Uh, probably a lot more than three. That's true. 
they would all perform their finishers on him. How about that? That works for me. Like 50 consecutive finishers. Well, because you know Vince McMahon dresses like Scrooge when he goes to bed wearing I was the old literally, gown. I was literally <laughs> going to say that and you beat me to it, you asshole. Holds the candle. Oh, yeah. Sneaking about. <laughs> well, wasn't that supposed to when we did the uh, the 1992 uh, Royal Rumble episode? I think I, I made up gimmicks for you, Kevin and Scott, and yours because you were you would have fought uh, your your nightmare pers- uh, person, uh, lead man. Uh, you would have yeah. come to the ring in that in that outfit because you know you're, you're trying to sleep and you can't. So you would have the nightgown <laughs> and the cap true, yeah. and, the, and the, you would sneak down to the ring and the candle would be all dark. It's a good match. Yeah, well, we'll do it. I'll I'll, I'll I'm gonna hire someone to dress as bleed men and show up at your house once things get oh, back. Oh, please do. Thank and you. they'll have them They will have a needle. Thank you. And, and but they won't have legs. Is that is that right? No, nah, he had legs. It's kind of uh, like when uh, you know, like when Kermit walks in, you know, Muppets Take Manhattan or whatever. Like you, you see the legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Special okay. effects. All right. I'll make sure they look fucking weird and creepy and unnatural. That's all I ask for. All right. Inside jokes that no one probably gets. Yay! Merry Christmas. <laughs>